Hello there, you fantasy, you Googleizers. I, I was trying to come up with some kind of <laughs> Halloween theme. Like, I don't know, but I, I just totally. Fancy pumpkin carvers. Like fancy pumpkin carvers. Fancy yeah. pumpkin mother carving motherfuckers. Pumpkin carver. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Take it way back. Oh, there you oh, go. Oh, those turkey carving motherfuckers. Not How's yet. it going, guys? Welcome to the pod. Welcome to another week. We are at the midseason. I'm joined today by Tyler of the newly named Monocacy Streets Meat. Street and meat. Street, street meat. meat. Drop the, the meat. S. Right? Just Arby's. They have meat. the meat. And Vienna Rams are the best's owner, David D'Alessio. How are you guys doing today? Good. Good, I've, good. Had, I've had better weeks, but, you know, still sitting atop the division, so feeling all right. Oh. That, that, that is a tight division. That is a very tight division. You guys matched up this week. We'll talk about that. Um, and we're going to jump right into it, actually, guys. So we got a big podcast on, on in store for you guys this week. It's going to be a fun one. It's midseason. That means midseason awards. Um, we're going to have some league news, and then we're going to do what we always do and go through the games coming up. But we're going to start by looking back at the week that was. Dave. So we'll start with uh, with the matchup that's got Tyler Blue today. Uh, street meet, losing to Rams are the best, uh, 118 to 131. Uh, Justin kind of started this in the group chat, giving out a game ball to his team. I like it. Let's steal it and make it better. Drew, give me a game ball for this matchup. Who do you give the, it to? The game ball. Um, usually I just give it to the MVP, right? Deontay Foreman's the easy answer here. Um, but as a coach, you give it to the player that gets over the hump. You give it to the player that has struggled, that has been ridiculed on this podcast relentlessly. You give it to the guy from the Manny Hunk Red Light District. This is Kyle Pitts' week. 16.5 points doesn't seem like a lot, but you got to give it to him. Way to get over the hump. He heard us. He responded. He came to play. Atlanta, it's that easy. Just keep doing that. He can keep doing that. That would be nice. Um I won't rub it in. Well, I will rub it in a little, Tyler. Uh, we, we texted a little after Thursday. Rashad Bateman puts up the goose egg. How confident were you? Bateman put up the goose egg. I was feeling real good. I was still feeling good up until, you know, I mean, Devontae Adams put up zero. Your wide receivers looked like it was just going to be an absolute disaster for you. And I had hope, but the longer that, that, Raiders game dragged out where Carr couldn't uh, find anything, get anything going, almost literally. Uh, he was outscored by his backup. So uh, my confidence waned, and I was pretty much waving the white flag by 430. Yeah, and and you're in a spot now, I think, right? Like Alvin Kamara, how do you keep him on your bench? But how do you also bench the RB5? Is this a quarterback that you're sitting now? Are you going to turn into what Peyton's making nachos wanted to be? Ground and pound. It's an interesting dilemma, but I mean, Kamara, 38.3 points. What a one of the game. Next game, Dave. All right. Next. And Tyler, we'll, we'll go game ball for you. Keith Thrash and the best TDs winning 113 over Mike Ryan's Mike Ryan. Uh, Tyler, who you give game ball to here in this matchup? Uh, much like Drew, you know, usually you want to give it a, or yeah, you usually want to give it to the MVP, which would be Jalen Waddle here. Biggest fantasy output. I think Jamal Williams coming back from being benched last week for the TDs, uh, and really putting up a great game, 21.1 points. Uh, those running backs definitely sealed this game for the best TDs this week. Kenyon Drake also coming off the bench, uh, and having 14.7 points. So congrats, Jamal Williams game ball to you is I'm not sure what his record is in these games, um, but I'm going to guess that the way the best TDs goes um, pretty much just follows whether Jamal Williams gets in the end zone twice. Because um, the guy either gets in the end zone twice or he puts up five points or less. Um, so I don't know how long that could keep up now that DeAndre Swift is back. Um, but uh, that's it's wild. Two touchdowns again. All right, next we're going to go to the Lewisburg Luchadors. A bit of a surprise here, beating the Imesville Cartographers 136 to 82. Drew, the Luchadors had four different players um, outscore every one of, of Cartographers' top player here. 
Uh, who do you give game ball to? I, I know Justin would give it to Rondale more, but where do you go with this game ball this week? You do the same uh, thesis that I went to. You, you give it to the guy who's turning a corner, right? And, and all of a sudden, after a long time in the winter, <clears throat> long time in the winter, long time in the desert, Justin Fields is starting to look like a fantasy asset for Lewisburg. And if he's going to win, we tell we said never play Justin Fields. That's not true anymore. Always play Justin Fields. Just always play Justin Fields. He's a running back playing quarterback. Um, and 26 points to give it to him. All right. Next matchup, Breezewood Nuts take care of business, winning 111 to 80 over the Maniunk Loose Cannons. Uh, I guess it's been about a week and a half, but shout out to Chad, became a, a father for the first time. Uh, congrats. Way to go. Congrats, Chad. Obviously didn't check his lineup, though. <laughs> but uh, Tyler, who do you give game ball to in this matchup? Game ball here is definitely going to the player who did the most without finding the end zone this week. Uh, Tyree Kill, 25 and a half points, zero touchdowns. Just an absolutely phenomenal performance with the ball in his hand. Uh, he alone kind of seals this game for Breezewood Nuts. Uh, he only needed six points from anyone else to maintain the 31 point margin of victory all right no love uh, for chicago bears defense negative one hmm. the next matchup here a a monday night comeback uh peyton's making nachos takes the victory 114 to 101 over the home run hitters despite a 35 point week from derrick henry for the home run hitters drew who do you got game ball to here the comeback was nice and all, but the despite is because on the other side of the ledger, you have what is now the freakiest weapon in fantasy football, Christian McCaffrey. Um, you know, the fun stat is that it took, uh, I think it happened both in this game, 55 games for Jimmy Garoppolo to throw, uh, I want to say touchdown or just a pass, 34 air yards and complete it, 34 air yards. Uh, Christian McCaffrey comes in two games and in the second game, throws a perfect dive like that pass was stupid stupid perfect spiral drops right in the bucket for Brandon Ayuk um yeah Christian McCaffrey all right uh next matchup the Frederick Scrubs are undefeated no more uh losing 92 to 160 to the Puxatawney Pensa Parakeets uh, remember when we thought this team was just getting lucky and, and slowly moving along, and now they've they put up the most points in week eight. Uh, Tyler, who do you give game ball to here? A lot of options. Yeah, I think this is going to be the toughest game ball to give out because you want to reward these guys who are returning or on a new team or have just gotten their opportunities or have been freed from the shackles of an absolute dog shit quarterback situation. Uh, if you can't tell, that's where I'm going to go with this. Congratulations, DJ Moore. Uh, welcome to the promised land. Uh, game ball for you. 24 and a half points. You and PJ Walker carry those Panthers to the seven seed. Wild. Mm. Wild. Also, that pass from PJ Walker was disturbingly good. He's not going to do that again ever. So just savor that moment. <laughs> <PJ>. <laughs> uh, another Monday night comeback only needed one and a half points took a lot longer than I think we thought. Uh, but Philly citywide pulls off the victory 104 to 92 over Joe's primo injury prone team. Uh, Drew, where do you go with this game ball? Let's go ahead and give it to the, to the guy who got him, who gave it uh, cause to come back. I mean, Lamar Jackson's the engine that makes this team go, but 20 points is what you kind of expect from Lamar. Um, T Higgins getting that second catch. I think he, the first catch even uh, was all he needed. Also just maybe hopefully for, for Philly city, why going to be a player that can get, carry him to some upsets moving forward. 12 points is not what you want out of him, but a guy you to win. All right. And last game here, fancy footwork scoring 111 points, despite two goose eggs in their lineup offense, finally showing up. Not nearly enough, though, as Darnstown Jerush put up 136. Tyler, we know what you're going to say here, but where's this game ball go? Uh, it's definitely going to AJ Brown. If you did, if you thought it was going somewhere else, I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> uh, six receptions, 156 yards, three touchdowns, and if you actually watch the game, the first touchdown to AJ Brown, he had to track that thing the whole way once it was in the air. It wasn't the prettiest ball from Jalen Hurts. Um, they usually aren't. Uh, that's still a problem for him. But massive game from A.J. Brown. Really 
that that happened early on Sunday and this game was never in doubt. After he could have he could have had two more by the way he had another bomb that, that he could have had um and then he got a shoestring tackle so I, i'm a little bit bitter that i didn't get a 50 point night from from aj brown but i'll take 36 yeah i could have used those 12 points too so <laughs> all right well that's kind of our recap where we're we going to next drew well guys um we we have some league news to share uh if you have it been if you've been living under a rock and haven't been relentlessly checking your your emails or the site like you should be doing um there was a trade this week uh, there was a blockbuster trade we're approaching the trade deadline that's what's happening here um and it involves myself so i'll go ahead and and share the details um it is a haul of a trade joe's primo team as we all know is just totally you know, um, rigged by injuries this year, got plagued and plagued and plagued. Um, so I went ahead and targeted uh, a trade for him. I gave up Devonte Smith. I gave up my first round pick this year. I gave up a conditional second round pick. It's a 2023 second. It turns into a 2024 first. If I make the championship game, I also gave up some filler pieces in Melvin Gordon, Noah Brown and Logan Thomas to make the salaries work. Um, and in return, um, I think it's not a shocker who I got Cooper cup. What do you guys make of it? Uh, well, I mean, I'll start. I mean, I, you know, obviously as a Rams fan, I, I, I like Cooper cup, um, was, was hoping Alex just wanted to give him to me for less because, uh, you know, I'm a nice guy, but, um, I, I think this trade, you know, makes sense for both teams. Um, Alex, obviously a lot of injuries, uh, so to make a move and, and get some something for next year, um, you know, I think it's fine. I would have preferred seeing him get his first back, which you own, Drew, or or maybe get your 24 first and move the condition to your 23 first. Since uh, what this is saying is if you essentially make the championship game, he's going to get, you know, a very late first this year. And it's not going to help him as much this year as, as when he needs it. Um, on the other side, I mean, this is a win now move for you. It's great. You, you probably had a top three team going into this and, and obviously you only got better. You did not have to give up. I guess Devonta Smith was starting for you, but not a big starting piece. And, um, you know, so I, I like it for, uh, for Drush. Um, I'll share Byron's thoughts first. Uh, great trade. That's what we get out of him. Uh, just great trade. Uh, but no, in general, uh, he and I had talked about it a little bit. He's not on tonight, but in general, I think that the, the strategy behind what drew has done and what, what Alex has done is like Dave said, this is kind of exactly what you want to see. Um, you want to see a contending team lay it all out there and pick up a top flight talent um, because it really is just about winning championships at the end of the day. That's what the whole reason you you build for years is to get to the finals and win, right? Um, this move does, I think, significantly improve Drew's wide receiver room. Um, how significant is where I kind of like if we're giving out grades, I give Drew the, I want to say B plus just to like really stick it to him, but it's the, probably still an A minus here. Uh, you paid a lot to upgrade Devontae Smith to Cooper Cup. That's what, that's what this trade essentially is, is upgrading Devontae Smith to Cooper Cup. Um, and that cost you a running back that's been good for you this year in Melvin Gordon, who, yes, he's outside of RB2. Hey, it's the, you can only play him when you play him, right? Um, yeah, I think it hurts your running back depth, um, although you're doing pretty well in that department. For Alex, I give it a A plus. Dave, I don't, I don't, I don't think he was getting his own pick back from Drew under any situation. I think Drew uh, correctly did the math of how many contenders were, how many sharks were circling, and it didn't take long for him to count who has one or zero first round picks um, and knew that if he even put a second one in, he was the only person really contending this year that could put two in, right? And if someone else, if, if Alex had come back at him and said, hey, I need a third, Drew's out on this trade, right? Um, 
Drew's the only one with a third. He can also upgrade that 23 first. But I think Alex extracted maximum value um, just behind the curtain. I was in on this deal as well at one point. Um, did not have an offer nearly as competitive as this because as soon as Alex asked me to lay the offer out, I realized that uh, somebody was was beating the Philly citywide 23 that I had. So, yeah. Um, I think both of you are spot on in, in your analysis. This is just a good trade for both teams. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I gave up a lot. I gave up a haul, but you got to try to take a risk. Uh, I am by no means guaranteed, but I, I asked myself before this trade, do I think I can win the championship right now? And I said, yes. And that means I should go all in. Right. Um, I might as well. And I had the assets. I did look around the league and I was like, if he wants someone to, he's going to give him something to win this year and stay competitive. It's not going to be for me, uh, but I'm just going to sell him on, on, uh, on competing next year. And that helps me, right. That helps me with his pick. So I want him to do that. And so give him a competitive offer and I do get a little bit of a, a bonus if the worse he does. So um, pretty obvious logic on my end. Obviously I love having Cooper cup. It's it's now, now I have to live with disappointment of not winning the championship this year, even though I went all in. So such is life. Mm. Guys, enough about that. Enough about the league news. Enough about me, whatever. <laughs> Let's talk about the mid season, right? We're here. We're at the halfway point. There's so many teams with hope alive. You're three and five. You still hope. Lewisburg Luchador is coming on strong. Philly Citywide coming off a win. They're still alive in the playoff hunt, right? Um, you, you see a team like Joe's Primo team sell. That means some of those teams are probably going to move up um, in the standings and there's someone to, to, to kind of target. Um, you see the best TDs. They seem like a team that you can, you can climb if you're one of these three and five teams. There's a lot going on. There's a lot to break down. Let's go ahead and just recap where we are in this season. Um, and, and, and let's, uh, let's distill out a few, you know, a few awards, uh, so to speak on how the season has gone so far. Um, let's start off with just the surprise teams, right? The surprise contender, let's start there. And then we'll go the surprise, just the biggest disappointment uh, of the season so far. Dave, uh, who you got for the, the surprise contender? Uh, so I'm going to go, so there's two teams, right? Yeah. It's either Mike Ryan or the Puxatawney Pensive Parakeets. I think in the uh, in Tyler's basement after the draft, you know, we were ranking teams. And I think these were like 15 and 16. They were. And and both of them are very much in the playoff picture um, right now. So I'm going to go I'm going to go the Parakeets. Um but you know, this is a toss up, but I'll go the parakeets, you know, they're six and two They're They're the better record team right now, uh, despite scoring a hundred less points than Mike Ryan. Um, but we saw some things this week that, that could make this team scary down the stretch. So uh, despite us all thinking Evan was playing for 2023, uh, he might be making the playoffs in 2022. Tyler, what do you think? Yeah, I actually think that's the, the, correct pick but i'll go over the mike ryan case um actually i'd like to take the luchadors side on this one looking at them uh we had the luchadors pretty low in our our preseason rankings as well not dave uh, no dave that is correct right you you actually were higher he's on been, this team he's been hyping them up since like week two um <laughs> but you've got you know Cordero Patterson goes down, turns out not to matter. Uh, some of us wondered exactly what the value of that Damian Pierce pick was going to be. Um, turns out that was, and we'll get to that a little bit in our midseason awards maybe, but that was the right pick there. It was absolutely the right pick there. Um, yeah, this team has kind of flown under the radar, quietly starting to pick up points in the standings here. And like you said, Drew, they're going to pass, I think, at least two of these other teams, um, if not three of them in the next two to three weeks. Uh, they absolutely will stay, you know, best CDs is going to falter. Joe's is now probably going to begin the active tank uh, and not just a passive tank. Uh, those two alone will vaunt him into that like seven, eight range. And then all you got to do is win a couple, couple more and you're in. Yeah, yeah. Alex, you might as well just make that second round pick higher. Just make it as high as possible. That's that's my 
just totally selfless advice to you. Um, I would go over the Mike Ryan case. Um, I think it, you know, it, Gino Smith is just the case, right? Gino Smith made you, uh, made you competitive pretty much uh, uh, on his own. And then Cooper Rush kind of, kind of got you some early season um, competitiveness. And then it's about, can you sneak into uh, a few weeks from now and get Deshaun Watson back and then full strength? That team is scary, scary. Um, uh, Byron was actually on Mike Ryan early on saying that this team could be scarier than um, we're giving him credit for. And he was right. But, but the answer here is hands down pensive parakeets. This team still surprises me 160 points last week, just a hundred. What? Uh, I remember going into the season, we were talking about his RB one was JD McKissick. And now, you know, Tony Pollard is a fine kind of, he's, he's actually going to be like in the RB one area in our league. Um, and, you know, he most hurt doesn't scare you itself and Latavius Murray, but they're fine depth pieces to, to throw in there as another running back. And then DeAndre Hopkins is just scary. Good. Right. He come, comes back. You don't know what you're really going to get. Is he going to start slowing down? No answer is no. He's still a freak and DJ Moore might turn the corner. So this team is six and two and actually coming on like before this, they were winning games with a little bit of luck and now they're coming on and it looks like you go watch out for them. Um, and they could, they could do it. So I'd go with them. How about, uh, Tyler, let's start with you, uh, the the most disappointing team. And this seems like salt in the wounds for some of the teams that I think we're going to be going to, because um, I think they know. <laughs> I think they're well aware. But Tyler, what do you think? I mean, is it disappointment with fancy footwork or is it just bad luck? Because I think this is this is the one for me where you look at the names on this roster, Chris Godwin, DK Metcalf, Kirk Cousins, Dak Prescott, Elijah Mitchell, Javante Williams, Darren Waller coming into the season and just those starters right there should get you to that three and five, four and four mark. Like you shouldn't be Oh, and eight. And when you miss your projected wins by all of them, uh, it's gotta be <laughs> disappointing. Um, I know those guys are disappointing. They worked really hard. They've, they've been competitive in the past. Uh, I'm disappointed for them in the yeah. performance and the injuries. Yeah. But the thing is they're going to catch some teams, right? In the second half of the season, they put up 111 points this week. Right. I mean, look how many uh, teams that would have beat last. They week. absolutely are going to catch some teams. Not only that, they've given up the second most points in the league. So they yeah. have allowed 925. The only team ahead of them, is the Vienna Rams are the best who seem to get everybody's best week. They're 60 <laughs> points ahead. That is exactly yeah. where I was going next. Uh, my most uh, disappointing team is not based off of performance. They, they put up 959 points. Um, and I think that they're going to make the playoffs if you're asking me. Um, but in terms of where they should be, I, I think that they should be right there uh, at five and three with, with it's only a game, right? But they should be five and three, six and two, like same with Monocacy Street Meet, actually, like your, your team should probably be better than five and three, right? The, the two, six and two teams ahead of both of you guys right now, you can make a pretty strong case that both those teams have performed better um, and, and should be there. Um, and it really is for Rams are the best. The, the reason I, I say that is just because they've, they've really caught a lot of teams best weeks and caught a lot of big points that they shouldn't be there. Right. Um, yeah, we're so sorry. I'm going to sorry. The parakeets and the cartographers have given up a total of 700 and 790 points. Yeah. Wild. But I'm going to skip over um, the, the obvious Joe's Primo team fancy footwork, just because disappointment or just, just ridiculously bad luck. I, I don't think that they disappointed. Both were good owners. They're doing great. They, they made a lot of, savvy moves over and over again at their time that's just bad luck i'm going to go with the uh, rams are the best just because i think that they're a real contender i think they're going to show it in the second half of the season um but I, I do think that they got unlucky and they got they should they should feel disappointed being at four and four dave and i'll go with uh, a team that was in the championship game last year uh, i'll go manny Unk loose cannons uh, you know I, I think with fancy you can explain it with the injuries with Manny on loose cannons. I mean, this might be the worst team in the league. Um, I think fancy is probably two weeks away from catching them in, in points, uh, points forced here. Um, and Manny Unk moving down uh, might have the first overall pick for the second time in three years. If, if the second half of the year doesn't go as they want, um, and one in the middle, they were in the championship game. So kind of funny there, but we'll, uh, we'll see, but a, a horrendous start for, for them. And, um, you know, they're all but out of it now. And I think from just like 
their roster underachieving perspective, that's the right answer, right? Like, it's almost, like, unfair when you look down his roster and you see, like, Trevor Lawrence and Joe Mixon and Jerry Judy and Chris Olave and Chase Claypool and Elijah Moore and Jahan Dotson. Like, you would think taking this many kind of, like, boom-bust type players that some of them would have hit, right? And that's kind of how we built this team. Just not, not that hit, <laughs> not that hit for him this year. Uh, 50.3 points from Jerry Judy is like a big week. Um, and so that's unfortunate. So I think that's like, just like by definition, the right answer. Um, let's move on. Um, and we're going to go ahead and talk about the rookie draft. Um, Tyler, rookie draft pick, best rookie draft pick in the first round, worst rookie draft pick in the first round. Let's start with best. What do you got? Um, I think your worst rookie draft pick, I'll, I'll go worst first, just so we don't have to remember it. Um, I think you're looking at the same team, NFL team, probably. Um, we watched Malik Willis play and start a game this past weekend. That, that's That's got to be the worst pick, especially since so much value went after that. I will say, standing in the draft room, biggest defender of taking Malik Willis there. Um, I thought, Ryan Tannehill was probably done and you were going to get a lot more run out of him uh, this year than you have. Uh, turns out the only thing you can get out of him is run because he can't throw to save his life. So uh, that one's awful. Uh, as far as the best pick goes, I'm, I hate to give it to him. The Kenny Walker pick is looking fucking phenomenal. Yeah. So congratulations, Byron. We don't need to highlight it. I don't love the way he runs. Like if you watch him, it's not like aesthetically pleasing to watch him actually run, but it doesn't matter because it's super effective. Um, he's going to be good. He's going to be good for a long time, barring any serious injury. Uh, I'd knock on wood, but I'm rooting for it to happen at this point. So Dave. Uh, so I'll go, I mean, to, to be different, I'll go worst pick is Traylon Burks. Um, yeah, we, Tyler might've just talked about the quarterback of the future. there throwing the ball to him. I mean, <laughs> even when he's not hurt, that's not, not a pass friendly offense you want to be in. Um, best pick. I, you know, I agree, but I'll, I'll go, um, I'll go to pick two, uh, picked right before Kenny Walker and, or two picks before Kenny Walker, I'll go Brees Hall. I, I mean, I know he got hurt. Uh, and he's out for the rest of this year, but man, looks like he should have been that first overall pick. Um, if he, you know, were to stay healthy and, uh, looks very promising, you know, the way the jets were using him, uh, obviously coming off an injury, but this is the first half awards, not the second half of the awards. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, uh, I fully agree. Um, I think that, uh, Brees Hall just on talent alone is, is just, um, pretty darn freaky I, and I agree with that for best pick worst pick I'm going to go just to be different and and say um you know James Cook right now um does not look like he's going to get you a lot of value and, and that's partially because of the Naheem Tynes trade um that you saw there and so it really just seems hard to see the value coming back there it's too early right like it could turn around same with like Brian Robinson some of these other players um at, throughout the league that are starting to look like oh this this might not work out um christian watson's another one that like is that going to go anywhere desmond ritter is he going to ever see the field um you know that he could go over that mariota trade again but does not look like he is um but i'm going to go with uh james cook as the worst pick let's go over to the, the free agency right um the best steal of free agency we're going to do this a little different we're going to have dave give one we're going to have tyler give one we're going to have dave give a rebuttal one and then i'm going to be the arbiter um so Ooh. tyler make your case make your case we're gonna have to cut this because i was looking at where drake london was taken so what did you just ask me <laughs> well there's no cutting you know we don't have the budget yeah we don't cut anything don't. i was staring we, off at we the cut it. and byron is <laughs> never puts any effort yeah. into a podcast that he's not on yeah. however uh yeah. the question is we're going to make our case <laughs> for best free agent um and best free agent steal yeah. Um, you had uh, yeah, a free yeah, agent that you were going to defend, and then we're going to go Dave to rebuttal, and I'm going to be the arbiter. That's easy because he's on my team. It's Josh Jacobs. Okay, that's that's where the answer starts and finishes. Uh, Josh Jacobs 
was one of the first RFA players to hit the board. Uh, turned out he would also be the cheapest RFA running back to come off of consequence anyways, um, coming in significantly under the value of many of the other uh, high-level free agents available that year at $39. Uh, his production has been incredible this year. He is the RB4 currently. Uh, that includes the buy, which on RT Sports, it calculates it in on other sites. It doesn't. Um, but he's had two weeks over 30 points and another week at 27.8. When you're getting RB1 numbers on a non-rookie contract and it's $39, that's hard to come by. In the past, we've seen those contracts in the high 60s to the 87 or whatever Christian McCaffrey was last year. Dave, you don't agree. Tell you why you're wrong here. I mean, Josh Jacobs, the, the reason I won last week and not you, unfortunately, um, but the, the correct answer is, is Tyreek Hill, uh, the, the wide receiver on pace to break the NFL single season record in, in receiving yards. Um, Tyreek Hill coming off a, a 25 point week where he did not find the end zone. In fact, he's only found the end zone twice this year, in the same game, um, in the same game and, and is still wide receiver two on a point scored basis, wide receiver three on a points per game basis. Uh, and at only $43 on the first year of his deal, um, this looks like one of the better uh, wide receiver contracts in the league. I'll arbiter this. Um, I think the case, the strongest case uh, for, for Dave is just that they're both putting up similar points. Um, however, Tyreek Hill is putting up those consistent points at a, at a wide receiver position where you, know, you could argue it's harder. However, um, I'm going to go ahead and just look at the difference between the value paid and the value that uh, most of the, the, the market set, right? Wide receiver, we saw diminished value um, in the market. So 43 isn't as far off um, from where the market valued wide receivers. However, $38 when we're talking about 77 for Zeke. 84 for McCaffrey. He's ahead of both of them. He's not going to stay ahead of McCaffrey for long, I don't think. Um, but I'm going to go ahead, slow, close. Great case for both. As someone who had Tyree Kill, I'm bitter that I don't have him this year at $43. Um, those are, to me, the two biggest steals of the draft. Um, however, I'm going to give a slight nod for the first half of the season to Josh Jacobs. I think we come back week 17. We have this conversation again. I think we're going to say Tyree Kill, um, if I had to guess. Last but not least, guys, the most fun part of this little mid-season recap, we're going to do two things. We're going to do last person in the playoffs. Who do you think it's going to be? Um, and then we're going to do championship game prediction. Who versus who and who wins? Dave, we're going to start with you. Let's do last person in first. Last person in. Uh... I mean, I knew the question was coming, but I'm still... <laughs> I'm still going to take a second here. Um, I'm going to say the last team to get in. I'm going to go with the Breezewood Nuts. Uh, the first team out last year, I'm going to say they sneak and they're the last team in. Um, right now, solidly in the playoffs. Well, solidly-ish. Um, you know, they're in that five-way tie for fourth. Uh, but uh, I think this team slips ever so slightly uh but hangs on to make the playoffs so i'll say last team in is the breezewood nuts i, I know i said I'm, i think the rams are gonna make the playoffs i do however i don't think they're gonna be the last one in i think the team that is going to be the last one in and i'm gonna shoot myself for saying this because i just gave you the case for why they're coming on hot um i think tony pollard isn't going to give you 30 points a lot i don't think dj moore is going to give you 24 points a lot i think pakistani pence parakeets are going to start to lose some games in the second half of the season um, I think they come down. I still think they make the playoffs. Six and two is just too hot. They're going to still win a few games. Um, but I think that they're the ones looking at that last seed um, coming in and making the playoffs. Tyler, who do you think the last one in? Oh, uh, I'm going to stick to my guns on this, this team that I'm predicting to rise a lot through the ranks here. Uh, I'm taking the Lewisburg Luchadors. Ooh. I love it. I love it. I think it's, it's possible. It's pretty easy to get them to six wins. Uh, they could easily beat Joe's Primo team in tank mode. They could beat Philly citywide and they could definitely beat the loose cannons in week 14, who will probably be throwing that game at that point. Right. That leaves them. Droosh 
the nuts and the cartographers in 11, 12, and 13. That nuts game looms big, huh? That nuts game will loom very big because I think you got to get yourself to, to seven and seven or eight and eight, right? And eight if and they six. can get past the, or yeah, sorry, eight and six math, still not good at math, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> not one of Tyler's strong suits. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> not one of my strong suits. Um, their best hope is probably that one of those three teams has just a dud week um, and they can get to that seven and seven and then tie it out. But I think they're going to do it because are you, um, are you, you're on the site right now? Are you looking at team caps, uh, team capsules? I was looking at like bye weeks and stuff. Yeah. If you scroll all the way down on the Luchadors team capsule, um, I'll tell you why they will not make the playoffs under transactions. The only <laughs> transaction they made this year was dropping Taysom Hill to pick up Trace McSorley. Uh, and they Oof. haven't made a move since week one. You got to be active if you want to make the playoffs, boys. Hey, they acquired Cairo Santos that same <laughs> week. <laughs> Trace speaks sorely for Taysomil. Oh, that is brutal. <laughs> that is uh, that is brutal. I, I like uh, that. I just think three and five is a little bit. It's a, it's going to be a little bit tough uh, to do that, especially when some of these teams. I, but that that Breezewood Nuts game does does loom large. All right, guys, um, let's talk about championship game predictions. Right, let's go ahead and look at right now the power rankings uh, in our league. We got Marnakasi Street Mate one, Darnstown Drush two, Frederick Scubs three, Cartographers four, Rams are the best five, Punxsutawney Parakeet six, Breezewood Nuts seven, Mike Ryan eight. We'll stop there. Yeah, guessing you guys are going to pick someone from that group. If not, make your case. Um, but uh, Dave, championship game predictions. Yeah, it's it's interesting on the site. Um, it, it said Drush has the best roster, and that's before bringing in uh, bringing in Cooper Cup. Um, so surprisingly, Scrubs at seven and one has the tenth best roster. I don't know how much I trust these. That that's uh, I think it's just over the, the Jamar Chase injury and the Mike Williams. I get it are big, yeah. but like he's he's seven and one. He's got Ramondre and Saquon. It's like come yeah. on, guys. I think, I think Jeff Herbert okay. and Rogers. Like <laughs> I think he's um, okay. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm you know I'm I'm a Cooper Cup fan. I, I think Drew, you had one of the better teams going into this. Um, you know, it pains me to say it out loud, but I think Darnstown Drush will be in the championship game, uh, giving up two first round picks at that point for Cooper Cup. And I, I think they should be happy with that uh, if, if that, that's what puts them in the championship game. Um, the matchup they play against, that I could see several Anyone. teams there. Anyone. Um, honestly, most of the teams you just rattled off, I, I could see a path there. Um, at this point in the year, I will go with the Frederick Scrubs. Um, just again, we're halfway through the season. They've, they've been the best team record-wise. They've scored the most points. Um, we've seen that ceiling from them. They, they have the highest single-week points. Of course, that came against me. Um, but they've had the highest single-week score thus far. And, um, you know, at some point, Aaron Rodgers is going to be a good fantasy player again, right? Is Russell Wilson? I don't know. <laughs> Rodgers, though, still looks like he's a good quarterback. Tyler, what um, do you make of this? I, I think I'm going to go ahead and put the scrubs in there. Um, I, I know that isn't as easy as it was two weeks ago um, after some of these injuries have started to pile up. Um, but they're favored. They're going to be favored in every game except for this one coming up. I think uh, they're going to get best TDs, Mike Ryan, home run hitters, parakeets, and then Peyton's making nachos to close out the year. Maybe that parakeets game is close. Um, other than that, they should be favored in each of those, uh, which hypothetically gets them to 12 and two, maybe 11 and three. Uh, they're going to have the buy. I think the team that has the buy has a massive advantage. Um, especially for Scott, this isn't real life games, but the longer those players that are out for him have to like, he has to get them back into the, his lineup. Um, I think that helps him a lot. And like Dave said, when his team is fully healthy, um, they put up some serious points, uh, on the flip side of that, uh, picking from that other chunk is really difficult. I want to take the cartographers. I'm just really worried that this Jonathan Taylor 
ankle injury is going to linger through the whole season. And I know Kenny Walker's sitting there and, and he's going to be okay. He's got some depth, but it just makes him like that much weak, like just a touch weaker. And with the trade made today, I do think it's, it's Droosh and Scrubs now. So basically you could have just said, I agree and, and saved the listeners the last 90 seconds. You're probably so, right. <laughs> I, I was going to agree, but I'm going to yang here. Um, first, I'm not going to be Byron. I, I, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to be honest. I, I think I'm going to make the championship game. As I said before that, I thought I had a chance, and I thought it was just a bunch of teams. Right? PJ yeah. Walker. PJ Walker's going to carry me. Oh, he's going to carry me. Man. Did you see that pass? Like, you think I'm kidding, but that was a ridiculous pass in stride, 60, 70 yards in the air, like 75 yards in the air on a dive. That's not a Hail Mary. That's just a dive. Um, but all jokes aside, uh, he is not the new Danny Dimes. Danny Dimes is good. I will take myself. Um, on the flip side of it, I'm going to go with the team that I believed in at the beginning of the season. I think Jonathan Taylor finds a way um, to, to start producing. Um, and if he does, um, then I think uh, then I think cartographers is scary. Um, it really, you know, once the injury bug hits some teams, like the scrubs, I think it is easy to be like when they get healthy. It's just like, that's a big if. Right. Um, and that's a big if to see if they come back healthy and then start just dominating. Um, and, and so I think that's two question marks. I think that they're their best team, like in the power rankings right now, I would still put them like up there. Um, but with that said, you know, I, I wouldn't make them first, but I put them up there. But I think cartographers um, have the most potential for highest ceiling uh, of the rest of the team. So I'm just going to go with that. Um, and cartographers versus Drush, it's going to be a lot of shit talk if that happens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, going to be so much shit talk if that happens. All right. We're, All right, guys. We're 40 we're, minutes in. You want to go to some uh, week nine predictions? We got to go through some week nine predictions. 40 minutes isn't bad for the amount of stuff we covered. A lot of content. A lot of content yeah. this week, guys. Yeah, we, don't, we don't make it boring. Um, but we do have some fun games on tap this week. Um, we're just going to use the size lines. <laughs> um, I, I don't know what the real lines are for these games unless someone else has done it. Um, so we'll just go with them as, as is, which is nowhere near close. So it's going to be odd. Um, maybe we can like, maybe Dave, you can do quick math. You want to like adjust them as we go. Sure. Um, all right. And so we're going to start. Rams are the best. Punks and Tony Pensive Parakeets. Uh, Tyler, why don't you take this one? Dave, why don't you give us a line? I think we can just um, use this one. Yeah, I think the line's right. So site has Rams as, as 17 and a half point favorites. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, that that's probably spot on here. Uh, unfortunate this week, uh, Punks and Tony Pensive Parakeets is going to be starting two tight ends in their flex, it looks like. Uh, you know, you're not you're down Tony Pollard to Michael Hasty's not going to give you much anyways. Jalen Warren maybe could be better than either Everett or Dunyon, but uh, he's out on by as well. So you're stuck here. Uh, I think Dave's going to run away with this one. I'm taking Dave to cover. It doesn't really matter what else is happening. You know, Hopkins and Moore and Dubs versus Adams Robinson and Alec Pierce is a little worrying, but I think that the significant advantage up top, Allen and Tua are going to carry him here. Yeah, no, I agree. This is Tua. This is Allen. These two look like who would have thought Tua is going to look this good? Like, but it's Jalen Waddle and it's Tyreek Hill. It's not Tua. I'm just letting everybody know, know that when you just throw in a whole bunch of bubble screens to go wherever, uh, makes it a little bit easier for your quarterback. Um, it's it's the Christian McCaffrey effect on Jimmy Garoppolo. That's why I love that trade. Same same shit's happening here with Tua. Um, give me Rams to cover. I know, Dave, you're taking Rams. Yep, but uh, big playoff implication matchup either way here. So um, yeah. should be a fun one. Uh, Evan, you can expect a lot of trash talking. Um, but, uh, yeah. All right, next matchup here. Uh, this is dubbed the Battle of the Womb. Uh, so Tim Ryan versus Mike Ryan. Peyton's making machos versus Mike Ryan. Um, we're going to tweak this line a little, boys. I'm, I'm going to make this Mike Ryan as 28-point favorites. Uh, a lot of buys on, on Peyton making Nacho's side, um, so I expect this to move a little bit when when it's uh, the team's corrected. Drew, we'll start with you. Who do you think wins this and, and who covers? 
Uh, I mean, you, you would think that Mike Ryan is like when Najee Harris is out, like he's just a, the type of team that can't replace uh, bi-week players. Uh, but then you go to the other side of the ledger, you see those three significant, significant buys. Um, and they also cannot replace those players. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say Gino, Miles Sanders, Stefan Diggs, Terry McLaurin, Christian Kirk, Mark Andrews, if he plays, that's enough to cover it. I'm hoping he doesn't because I want to get some Isaiah likely, you know, but, um, but yeah, I think Mike Ryan covers this. I think it's a lot to cover uh, that Mark Andrews injury. He tried to play last week and went to the sideline pretty quickly. I don't know that we'll see him uh, taking Najee Harris out. He's got to put, looks like Avery Williams is going in there. Who's <laughs> who's season high is 9.1. Thanks to a touchdown. Other than that, it's, it's just over two uh, on Tim's side. He's going to probably be able to put in both Tyler Algier and James Robinson, which don't really thrill you. Uh, you're going to swap Davis Mills in for Malik Willis. That was a really hard sentence to say with those two last names for me. Um, I don't think Tim's winning, but I think this game's going to be pretty close at the end of the day. So give me Tim to cover. My worry is that Byron takes too long to get this podcast out. And, and by the time Tim listens, Davis Mills <laughs> is already locked in on his bench. And he is forced to start either Daniel Jones on a bye or Malik Willis, who will be on the Titans bench. So uh, I'm going to take Mike Ryan to cover the 25 points here. All right, we're going to skip over the next one. Uh, I think that might be our game of the week. So we're going to look at uh, best TDs, home run hitters. Uh, Dave, why don't you give us a line right now? Is it nine? Is that sticking? Doesn't look um, like it. Yeah, it, it's going to stick. Okay. A um, couple uh, buys on both sides. You know what? I'll, I'll make the best TDs. I'll make the best TDs 19-point favorites. How about that? Nine, they're nine-point they're, they're nine point underdogs right now. You're going to go 19 for the best TDs. Oh, sorry. I switched that. All right. I'm going to make the best TDs a one point favorite here over the home run hitters this week. Um, you know, one point favorite for the best TDs here, ah, man. I, like you see Derek Henry and you just want to pick the team with Derek Henry. <laughs> um, but, uh, I see Naheem Hines. I don't think he's going to get much run. Um, Ty, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say they just keep it going. Just stop this. Just stop this. I think they might win this game. I think they do. Somebody make it stop. Tyler, make it stop. Tell me it stops. I don't think it stops, but Jamal Williams is playing an absolutely abhorrent defense in, in Green Bay. They're awful. Uh, Kenyon Drake gets New Orleans, who used to be good against the run, but isn't anymore. And even though David Montgomery is going into a timeshare, he's still going to get you a pretty good floor. Yeah. Yep. Juju and Garrett Wilson and Jalen Waddle against Chicago. Like, this yeah, is, this is a just It's a wrap. Out anybody <laughs> worth talking about uh, from their yeah. defense. So give wrap. me the TDs. <laughs> yeah. That, this is another like wild card, right? That, at tight end, um, you know, Keith has an option, but they play on Thursday. So I, I'm like not counting that. Keith's going to put up zero tight end points. Yeah, he's game. not changing um, that. You know, this game is going to come down to – this is going to be one of the lower scoring games of the week, I think. And it's, you know, it's going to be another one of those Monday night comebacks. Can the combination of Kenyon Drake, Marquez Callaway, and Baltimore Ravens defense get Keith – what? Unless he puts in, freaking, he's made lineup changes, so he's going to put Smith Schuster yeah, and Garrett well, Wilson in um, yeah. for those ones. I think, I think, um, and if he does, I think it's a runaway. But I, you're right; if it's one of those wild cards, <laughs> like you might not. Uh, we're going to go to the next game: Lewisburg Luchadors, Joe's Primo team. Right now, the site has it 35.5. Does this go the other way now? Is it bigger than 35.5? He's no longer got Cooper Cup in I think, there. I think Vegas has taken this one off the board after the Cup trade. Uh, they're, they're struggling to get that line together. <laughs> Dave, give us a – make some shit up. Um, <laughs> Look uh, at his tight ends. I yeah, do it Logan I, Thomas because he has four – he's got four tight ends. Look, Thomas doesn't even play right now. He? He's got four tight ends and they're all on a bye. <laughs> 
Um, yeah. I, uh, you know what? I'll say Vegas is right with this. Um, I'm going to keep it at 35 and a half for, for the luchadors. And, um, you know, I, I think, I think Joe, uh, Alex has to put a team out this week because he doesn't have that first round pick. Why not? You're five and three. Make that um, second round pick better, baby. Come on now. <laughs> you know, but uh, I don't think it matters, though. I, I think the Luchadors are, are going to cover this 35 points. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's tough. Yeah, and not only that, I'm locking this in. I'm locking this in for a good 50 spot. <laughs> um, <laughs> I want a 50-point win. I want the Luchadors to make a, a statement here. Um, and, uh, yeah, convince Alex he should just, just – just, just do it. Just do it. Demir Just Bird. Demir Bird has four catches on the year and is probably like the second, maybe third best option that Luchadors has as their four wide receivers. Tyler, 35 points. If we're keeping it at 35, I'm, I mean, we could take this. I think there's a good chance he puts Nick Foles and Brees Hall. I think he could be done. So I'm taking the Luchadors as well i, I don't yeah, want to lock it in just you forget, he's one. getting devonta smith he's he's getting some pieces back in this deal so you know he, he's gonna have starters going in um but taking cup out I, I again i think that the difference between uh cup devonta smith melvin gordon um you know i, I think it stays about the same so yeah, and don't forget i didn't mention this in the the melvin gordon trade but they just did get chase Edmonds, which i just think even more diminishes whatever little tiny minuscule value Melvin McGordon had left than that sad, sad disappointment of a season he's having um, down the drain. Um, cartographers, fancy footwork. Uh, fancy footwork has been on the come up, right? Dak Prescott doesn't have a buy, um, but he's got Taylor Heineke that he can throw in there, and Taylor Heineke has been putting up points. Dave, what's our line going to be? Right now, the site has to 29 points. Both these teams have set their lineups. Yeah, so why – why change something? We'll, we'll keep it at 29 points for cartographers. Um, you know, we saw something last week from fancy footwork, but uh, I don't think it's going to be enough. I mean, I, I think this cartographers team is, is going to bounce back from, um, from that kind of surprising loss last week. And um, I, I don't think fancy will put up 111 again. So I'll, I'll take cartographers to win and, and cover the, the big spread. I'm actually, I'm going to lock the cartographers in here. Um, yeah. It, it's just got that feeling. Even if they take JT out, they'll be able to put, you know, Sammy Watkins will get you a couple points. It won't be much, but it's not as you're not taking a zero. If you have to substitute someone else, I'd be interested to see if he, if, if fancy's going to put Miko Hardman in who's coming off a of buy and had three good weeks in a row. Um, that'll tank my, my lock prediction, but, Really, I just need fancy to keep losing. So, yeah, um, I I think uh, I think fancy's going to put up a respectable week this week. I think he'd beat some teams in the league. I just think uh, th- that cartographers is, is going to blow soon here, um, and I think it's going to be a big week for them. I think they're going to be uh, over 130, 140. Um, and um, yeah, I think that's going to be enough to to cover that line. We're going to go uh, to our third to last game, Philly City wide, Manny Yunk, loose cannons. Um, Dave, what's our line going to be? Uh, site has this at nine. I'm, I'm going to keep it at, I'm going to keep it at nine. Um, so I'll do Philly City wide as nine point favorites. Um, and I'm going to lock in Philly City wide. I, I think they win this by a lot. And like I hinted at earlier, I think maybe. Chad starts the aggressive tank for the second time in the last three years to, to maybe steal that first overall pick from, from the holders of fancy footwork. Um, and for those reasons, I'm going to lock in Philly Citywide. Yeah, I, I don't even think it matters if he aggressively tanks or not. I, I still think that's a pretty good lock. I think Chase Claypool is just going to give you nothing this week. Wide receiver is a tough position to play, and you're not going to do a lot in your first week. And then you're going to Chicago, so it's not like you're going to do a lot anyway. Um, and, uh, on top of that, you're, you're starting two Cincinnati running backs and they both haven't done shit. So, um, I, I'm going to go ahead and agree with that. Tyler. Yeah, Dave, great lock, excellent lock choice here, but, um, I, I'm going to take citywide as well, but not lock it in, obviously, since I've already used mine. Sorry. 
We're going to go next to the game that has our closest line right now. That might change a little bit, um, but not a huge amount, I don't think. Um, right now, it's a half-point favorite for Breezewood Nuts. I would suspect that will change a little bit with Cooper Cup coming to me and in time, which is why we pressed the trade early today. It was like 6 o'clock deadline. Um, so Cooper Cup will be in this lineup. Uh, Tyler, uh, Dave, what's what's the new line going to be? Uh, so I'll, I'll – this this will flip. I'm going to make this Droosh – Minus nine. Droosh minus nine. Tyler, how do you feel about that? Uh, I'm going to just start with the important bit. I'm going to take the nuts to cover. Uh, Cup's injury was not serious in quotes, uh, according to Sean McVay earlier this week, but he didn't practice today. It's only Wednesday. He's still got a day, um, but that's it. And then we should have a pretty good insight into whether or not he plays even if he plays on that bum ankle, though, we've seen it a lot this year where players will come out either sick or injured and put up goose eggs, big fat duds. Um, and the Rams could just get this could be the game where Tampa Bay turns it around, shuts down. You know, that defense looks back like they did at the beginning of the year. Um, so in a game that's already a pick them, losing a positive asset in Devontae Smith and putting in a, a low scoring asset in cup, uh, you know, I'm asking a lot out of out of Mike Evans and Tariq Hill on the other side, but I think they can do it. So, yeah, I think if Cup plays, he's putting up points. Um, that's just that's just my 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 opinion. I'm gonna go with it. I'm gonna roll with it. I'm gonna hope. Um, but uh, I do understand the logic there. Um, nine points is a lot, though, right? Mike Evans, Tyreek Hill, Leonard Fournette, Jared Goff, Andy Dalton. I still um, I'm gonna go ahead and say I cover. I don't feel super confident in it. Um, but uh, I, I do feel confident for the rest of my season. This is one of the tougher matchups, um, especially without the Niners. Um, they're, they're a big blow for my team. But Dave, what do you think? Yeah, I I'm gonna go with Drew here. I you know I obviously if Cooper Cup doesn't play or puts up a goose egg, that's big. But the, the guy's averaging almost 20 fantasy points a game. So I, I think he plays and he's going to be a focal point of the Rams offense. Like he always is uh, because that's what they need. Um, I, I think the question for, for Drew is going to be, you know, is Mark Andrews out and do you go Isaiah likely this week? I definitely over, do. over I definitely. Zach Ertz that, you know, it's kind of unfortunate that he plays on Monday because there's probably like some, Maybe Mark Andrews starts, but if he's out, I mean, Isaiah likely, I think, is a, a huge bump here um, in tight end. And uh, so I'm leaning on that a little, you know, don't love that uh, Carolina and Cincinnati go against each other and have one of the lowest over-unders in the league this week. Um, but for some reason, I think they'll both be slinging it. So um, I'll go Drew Shear to, to cover the number against the Nuts. Yeah, no, um Something you were gonna oh, also I have Eckler back. That's also something that gives me confidence. I mean another 30 points straight inject those garbage time 10, 15 points right into my veins. Just you know, if we're down 14 points, just throw it five times to Eckler. That's what always happens. Game of the week. For the second straight week, it features streets meat, monocacy street meat. This last week he went up against uh one of the preseason favorites and Dave. This week, he's going up against maybe the current favorite in Frederick Scrubs. Frederick Scrubs coming off a loss, though. These are the two highest scoring teams. You got me by a hair there, Tyler. In the league. One tutty. In the league, the two highest scoring teams. Dave, is this line right? B? Uh, I, I think the we line got, is right. Um, we got... The street meet is 19 point favorites over Frederick Scrubs. Um, you know, I, I think the line's right. And I am going to go with the Scrubs to cover the big number over the seven or sorry, street meet to cover the big number over the seven and one Scrubs. Um, you know, I, I think bad time for, for Saquon to have his bye week um, This is a tough matchup and, uh, you know, you're, you've got injuries to wide receivers. It's just, this is not the Frederick Scrubs team we saw earlier this year. Um, and, and I think, you know, TJ Hawkinson on a new team, he's not going to be as involved in the game plan. It's just, I think it's a, a bad week, um, for, 
for street meet, you know, Nick Chubb's on a bye, so you correctly put Alvin Kamara back in your lineup. Uh, we'll see what he does on Monday night, but, you know, I think with a player like that, no matter what, you're going to have hope going into Monday. So um, don't yeah. take street meet to cover and Scott to drop two in a row. Yeah, I think Tyler really caught a break with the injuries here, obviously, but like this was going to be a bad week for him, right? When you're talking about um, two pretty significant buys in CD Lamb and Nick Chubb, and to get them out of the way in a game and still have go up against a team like Frederick Scrubs, where you're kind of chalking that up for a loss to start the season, and then you have two buys, so it really doesn't matter. This is like a game in hand if he wins it, um, and I think he does. Um, I, I think 19 points is a big cover. I only think he covers it. I, I actually think Tyler's going to win this game. Um, if I didn't waste my lock <laughs> for fun. This, Tyler's 19 point favorites. Oh, Tyler's 19 point favorites. I thought it was uh, the other way around. Yeah, no, I think the, 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 the line is right. And I do think he covers um, in that is our rundown. You got to let me week. pick this one. Nah. Did you not pick? Okay. Oh, yeah. Pick yourself or, or have some, have some respect. Uh, I am going to reluctantly uh, pick myself here only because I feel that my number number one concern is that Aaron Rodgers lights up that Detroit defense that is not very good and that Herbert's game is competitive and you actually get two top five to eight performances out of those guys. Um, and Carr looks like he's looked half the weeks this year. So. Um, but we I'll just saw myself. we just saw what Indy's defense did against the run. So <laughs> Stevenson gets points there, but yeah, I all think right, guys, everything below that for Scott's team. You we know, got uh, a fun uh, one last week, Dave. I believe you won the side pot award. Uh, that is correct, I believe, right? Um, with uh, yeah, Jalen Hurts was was a good pick, but but who saw Deontay Foreman? Uh, some of us are bitter about Deontay Foreman. Tyler, fuck you. My team would be even scarier right now. Um, if I had you, a couldn't, uh, you couldn't afford to do what you did. You yeah. Um, but I'm not that salty because I just got Cooper Cup. And Dave's jealous about that. So uh, with that said, uh, this week's uh, award is most fantasy points scored by a player over 30. It's called fine wine. Some quarterbacks to pick here, I'm sure. Um, but who do y'all have? <laughs> you know, I, I don't know everyone's age. Uh I don't know that I have any players over 30 on my team, um, but I do know two very old quarterbacks in the league. Um, so I'm going to go with one that Tyler just mentioned is going up against the Detroit Lions. I'm going to go with Aaron Rodgers as a, a bounce back week, um, mostly because I can only think of him and Tom Brady as over 30, but I'll go with Aaron Rodgers. You're not going to ride, ride with with Russ, not going to do some high knees and say Russell Wilson. Is he playing? You know, I wanted to go Deontay Foreman, but I, I don't think he's, he's over not over thirty. He's, not, <laughs> he's like I'm going to go ahead and uh, even though I think this team um, is is going to lose this week, I'm going to say DeAndre Hopkins. Fuck you! Ah, uh, I literally DeAndre. just looked up to make sure he was thirty. DeAndre, <laughs> I was Hopkins pretty sure because he is... tweeted about it too. Uh, my pick. Uh, I think Kirk Cousins is over 30, so why don't you take him? He is. Cut. Why? Because I still am bitter and resentful of the, the Kirk Cousins experience uh, in Washington. That's why. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, ooh. <clears throat> Are the they on a bye? The defenses count? They've been around a long time. <laughs> they, yeah, actually. Fair, on aggregate age, they're probably averaging less than uh, 30, so no. I'm actually going to take Travis Kelsey. That is fair. That's a good pick. All right, guys. That's our pod. It's been a fun one. It's been a long one. Um, the, I don't know when you're going to get this because, again, Byron's not here, so he's probably going to take his sweet effing time. Uh, but a hell of a podcast. It was a fun one. Hope you guys enjoy it.